Welcome back to SMH Sports. I'm Josh. I'm Steve. And this is episode number three, and we're going to be going over week two of the NFL season. All right, uh, so yeah, let's start out with uh, the Washington uh, Giants game uh, on Thursday night. What would you think of that? Overall, I, th- I think that we need, like, it, w- it was a good game, but we need better teams on Thursday night games. Like, it's kind of just Yeah, I-, I mean, no, I-, I agree with you. I mean, next week, like, week one, they they always have usually the defending Super Bowl champions yeah. or at least, like, a very good team. Like, next week, the Texans and the Panthers. Like, the Panthers have looked good, but the Texans like, n- are- no one wants to see the Texans in prime time. Uh, and then, like, Jaguars, Bengals the next week. I, I really don't know what they're going for here. But nonetheless, it was, I thought it was an entertaining game. Uh, do you think that there's anything to worry about if you're the Giants with the, this 0-2 start? Well, before we get into that, the game was also interesting because that was the night that Steve turned 21. That's true. At That's midnight, true. he went out to celebrate, <laughs> and we were all kind of here just with him. We had the game on. It was pretty interesting to watch, but... Uh, my attention was not completely towards the game, towards the end of the night, but I watched the highlights to, to know what happened. But yeah, had a great night out at my first bar. Uh, may, may not remember getting home, but you know that that's what it is. That's what it is. That's the right way to do it. But uh, I think Danny Dimes is reaching his his wall. Um. Yeah. I mean, if the Giants continue to lose, I'd I'd agree with you on that. I didn't think he played poorly. Um. There's. There's just the, the same problems seem to be happening with the Giants for me. Like, I remember uh, on – it was also a Thursday night game last year. It was the Eagles and the Giants. The Giants totally should have won that game like they totally should have won on Thursday. But they just keep making the same mistakes. Stupid penalties like the uh, – they, they had like the, the game field goal in the bag. Play. Exactly, exactly. And then there was the, uh, the drop pass by Darius Slayton. It, it almost completely paralleled the Eagles game from last year. Where like Evan Ingram had this huge drop pass that would have won them the game. There was that big bomb to Darius Slayton that was an easy wide open catch. He dropped it. Like I, I really had thought. I thought that Joe Judge was going to take the next step. I thought the Giants were going to be the best team in the division this year. But their defense, like at the end of last year, their defense hit their stride, and it kind of looked like all they were missing was a little spark on offense, which we thought was going to be Saquon coming back. I, I still think Saquon could be good, but it's just the same problems. They're still a bad team. They still lack discipline. If you're on the game-winning field goal, if you jump off sides, that's not something a good team ever does. Dude, and and it's the same problems, and this is what's been plaguing the Giants for years. It's I I, I like I, I don't know if it's an organization thing. Like it, it, it just needs to stop. I mean, they're zero and two. Their season's still salvageable, but the Giants like, are kind of like. They're digging themselves in a hole. and They're parallel to me to where, now, it might not be exactly the case because they were suckish with Eli Manning, but once the Broncos lost their Manning and Peyton Manning, a dip-off. I think it's kind of like they need to find their way back with a leader. Do, do you think that Daniel Jones and Drew Locke are, like, now that you say that, I'm thinking Daniel Jones and Drew Locke are very similar situations. They were both, like, question. I'd say Daniel Jones is definitely more questionable to pick than Drew Locke because Drew Locke yeah. was a second rounder, right? Exactly. Yeah, but still, like, I mean, there's the the thing with the Giants this year was Daniel Jones. It's now or nothing for him, and he, I think he played well enough. I'd say the loss goes more on Joe Judge and just the lack of discipline on the Giants' side of the ball. But um, I, yeah, I, I do feel bad for Daniel Jones because it's like he's he's not playing bad. He's not. I, he's he, not he did not play great. well week one, but. He's playing okay enough to give them a chance to win a ball game. 
I, I think he played well enough to win uh, on Thursday night. However, Taylor Heineke and the Washington football team, I, I, I mean, like, Washington paid him this year, and honestly, he's looking like a starting quarterback material. He threw for, over his... 300, threw for over 330 yards, two touchdowns, did throw an interception. But still, I mean, he, he was able to lead them to win this game, which is a big statement win for them, uh, a divisional win. Obviously, we're going to need to see more of him. But with Fitzpatrick going down, it's uh, I really think they're in good hands with Taylor Heineke. So Fitzpatrick comes back healthy. If Heineke plays like he did on Thursday, oh, who, who, who Heineke definitely Walter? keeps the starting job. Yeah, I mean he's he was awesome in the wild card round against the Buccaneers Dude, he was last year. In the wild card round. Exactly, exactly, and I thought he played very well on Thursday night. Like I, that's his job to lose, unless he plays terrible from this point out. I think I, I think see, that's uh, his job. I want to see Saquon succeed so bad. Oh, so bad. I, I do, too. I, I mean, he needs to get back into it. He, he did break off for that huge, like, 40-yard run uh, during the game. But other than that, he didn't do a whole lot. So he still has that explosiveness, he and needs, I think he can get back to it. But I think he needs to get out of New York. I, I mean, yeah, but, their, like— Their own line is not going to do anything to help him at all. That, that's, that's true. But, like, the thing is, teams don't want to pay running backs anymore. Especially one that already had an ACL issue. Yeah, when, when he's already had two years of being injury-plagued. I mean, I think he really needs to prove himself this year. And, and if if he does and the Giants are still terrible, he, he should try and try and get out, get to a good team to he win. He did look pretty agile playing Pong at our tailgates this weekend. That's true, that's true. He, he, did, he did show out to Penn State for the, the whiteout game. game. He was very enthusiastic. I liked it. But, uh, you know, they lost by a single point. I think that... Both it's teams. still a, it's a de- devastating loss for the Giants. 0-2, it's not the end of the world, but once you get to 0-3, I think that's time to start panicking. They do have the Falcons next week, I believe, which is definitely a very winnable game for them to get back on track. But as of right now, there's a lot of question marks surrounding the Giants as far as the quarterback position, the head coaching position, um, just the lack of discipline with a penalty that cost them the game. Uh, I will say uh, you can – give your opinion on this if there's any division in the league to have this type of play and still find a way to succeed it would be their division yeah that's true i do think the division is getting better though um as i said before the season started i thought the giants were the best team in the league i think the eagles and cowboys have looked much better than them to start the year but i don't know it's we'll see the cowboys have all the pieces on paper oh yeah they just need to put it together i agree i agree um Let's move on to uh, the Sunday games. Uh, we had the Bears and the Bengals. Why don't you take this one? Bears fan, what are your thoughts the, on this? The, the defense uh, the defense won this game. We can go into that. Raquan Smith had a, a pick six off of Joe Burrow. Um, Justin Fields came in after Andy Dalton went down, and I believe he had, I think, 60 yards in the interception. I mean, his lack of reps with the number one receivers is going to hurt him if he just gets thrown into a game. Mm-hmm. Like, if they're going to put him in to play and they don't give him any reps as a starter in practice, it's not going to go well. Like, if you want him to be prepared but you aren't preparing him the right way, that falls on Matt Nagy. And, I mean, he's going to find himself in a hot chair if it's kind of this is how he behaves. Uh, he was on the hot seat last year. I mean, quarterback controversies are never easy. Uh, obviously, they're in that awkward position uh, offering Andy Dalton the starting job. That's where they uh, messed up. Man. And then drafting Justin Fields. I mean, obviously, if a player of Fields caliber, someone you think that's going to be your franchise quarterback for the future, you need to take him. But, I mean, this year is just an awkward situation. And that's 
I feel like that's going to pl- plague the Bears' season because you have a bunch of – you have a great defense who's in their prime, and I, I, I feel like they might be wasting a year of that defense if they're just going to play They're wasting, they are wasting Khalil Mack. I, I, I'd, I'd agree with you on that. No, I'm not going to say he's playing. Like, he, they're all amazing. Like, yeah. the defense is playing incredible. Eddie Jackson might have lost a step or two, but he's still one of the best corners in the league. He's a safety, I thought. Is he a safety? Yeah. Oh. Eddie Jackson is a safety. Oh, okay. Who's I was, was I thinking about Kyle Fuller, maybe? Probably, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Or he might be a safety, too. No, he's he's not even... Or he's on the Broncos now, dude. Really? Yeah, you've, you've lost touch with the Bears. Oh, shit. Well, how do you look? I was focused on Justin Fields the whole offseason. Um, what did what did uh, David Montgomery do? Uh, he was he was average. Uh, yeah, not not great as far as his ground game goes. Twenty carries, sixty. Dude, the the Bengals run defense. So he has the same exact stats stats as Dalvin Cook did last week. Dalvin Cook had twenty carries for sixty one yards. He did score, but maybe the Bengals run defense is better than we thought. He did he did do decent in the receiving game. Three catches for eighteen yards, but really nothing to holler about for David Montgomery or Dalvin Cook in the run game. Uh, against the Bengals. Uh, who, who do the Bengals have next week? Um, let's take a look. They have the Steelers. So, we'll kind of get to see. Najee Harris has kind of been stifled so far this year. Except he has made a couple of nice run breakoffs. But, but yeah, that's that stiff arm he has is crazy. That stiff arm is incredible. But we'll kind of get to see like how this defense is. Kind of get to keep it going. They only lost by three. I think the Bengals with their young receiving core and Joe Mixon. They have a good offense. This just the O line is garbage. Yeah, no, it really is. How many? Let me see how many sacks the Bears were able to get. Uh, yeah, Bears still had four sacks. That's that's too many. Um, how about? Did you see the play Joe Burrow's acting job when he ran over to the sideline and Robert Quinn got called for a late hit, and he literally like tapped him and then he just like flopped Jumped. on the ground. It was, dude. It was it was pretty impressive. I mean, you got to give it to uh, these players for for really embellishing on the rules, being able to get those extra fifteen yards. And the yard, yards are yards. They'll take them however they can get them. Exactly, exactly. Uh, either way, I'd say it's it's good that the Bears were able to get a win here, but I'd still say that their future is uncertain. I wouldn't say it was a convincing win. They they need to prove more if they're gonna look good, and they really need to figure out what they're doing at quarterback. Yeah, that division is. I I think that division's open. The Packers yeah. looked really good last night. But I, I still think the Packers should run away with that division they, they this year. They should. They should. But uh, Bears are probably number two there for me. I mean, the Lions look sneaky good sometimes. Yeah, they, the they, Vikings they've have good kept players. Competitive. They play hard for for a good coach, but um, it's just mediocre at best. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, let's move on to week or the next game. Uh, the Browns and the Texans. If there's one takeaway that I have from this game, it's just. The Texans, they fought hard. Tyrod Taylor was great up until he got hurt again, unfortunately. Dude, but the one takeaway that I had from this game is the Texans had third and 15, and they had like a 12-yard completion. And instead of – instead of uh, – well, there was defensive holding on the, uh, on the Browns. And instead of going to third and five, they declined the penalty and went to fourth and two and punted the ball. Those are the kind of decisions that cost you game. It shows poor coaching and just a team that's not prepared. Like that's, I, I David Coley was a questionable hiring. I, I I assume better from a guy who's been in the league for forever. I mean the guy's sixty six years old. He's I, been coaching forever. Maybe, maybe that's why he got the call wrong. 
I, I don't know, man. That, that was that was very questionable. Other, I thought the Browns would have a much more convincing win. I mean, obviously, Nick Chubb looked good. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, the running back core looked great as usual. Uh, the defense could have looked better. Oh, they looked better once Davis Mills got in there, but that's not it's not saying too much. Uh, Baker Mayfield only two incompletions. One of those incompletions was an interception. Only two, really? Yeah, nineteen of twenty-one. Um, Dude, he's, he's, he's good. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I don't think he gets the respect that he deserves. Um, but if the Browns are able to get more, I mean, obviously, I think they looked good against, the, they probably looked better against the Chiefs than a yeah. team like the Texans, who aren't that good. But they were able to get a win, which is good for, uh, good for them. I mean, it's the Texans, I, I think. The Texans were a dumpster fire up to now, and Tyrod has actually played okay. If he's out for an extended period of time, whoever the hell their quarterback is going to be is going to be a whirlwind of uh yeah uh let, let me see what his injury is uh looks like a hamstring injury i don't think okay i so they're starting uh davis mills next week uh yeah that's that's not a good a good look for the texans up to four so tyra taylor could miss up to four weeks so nothing Jesus. too serious uh, we know this isn't the Texans. There wasn't much expected from them, but obviously Tyrod Taylor looked very sharp before going down with an injury. Uh, still no Deshaun update. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I would like to hear some things about him. And uh, before we get into the Colts and Rams game, our friend Francis here joins us. Hello, hello. How is everybody doing? I'm glad to be here. Very excited to talk some football. All right. Uh, so Frank, what were your thoughts on the Rams Colts game? Um, I did not watch any of it. I personally was probably asleep at that point, whatever point it was on Sunday. But stadium cleanup. Yeah, stadium, stadium, cleanup. stadium cleanup really, really did all of us dirty. But I would say that it was a closer game than I was expecting it to be. Um, I would have expected the Rams to run away with this one, honestly. I know the Colts' defense is really good, but... Yeah, they did have a defensive touchdown, uh, yeah. which obviously will always keep you in a game when you get a... What was it? Let me, how did they score? I guess it was yeah a fumble in the end zone. That's mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I personally think Carson Wentz. The injury is unfortunate. I, I think he's questionable for week three. I heard he's likely to miss the game, but with him throwing a uh, that shovel pass interception, that's just typical typical Carson Wentz <laughs> stuff that we'd see last year. <laughs> Dude, he threw it right to the defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he also, I mean, he's been sacked eight times so far this year, which is... That's not a good Yeah, look. Phillip Rivers did not get sacked a whole lot. I know Anthony Costanza retired. That's that's a change, but he holds on to the ball for too long. That's He's always out here trying to play hero ball. Um, I mean, I, I obviously hope him the best recovery. I also hope he plays 75% of the snaps for that first-round pick. Mm-hmm. But... Um, if I'm taking away one thing from this game, it is the man that had nine for 163 and two touchdowns. That's true. That's true. Cooper Cup absolutely ate. Yeah. He, he always eats, though. Like, was he that a big eats, surprise? But he's, always over, he's always overlooked. You know, he's like, dude, <laughs> short, skinny, white guys in the NFL are dangerous. Like, they are vicious. <laughs> That's bars. I can't lie. That's bars right there. Like him, Adam Thielen, Cole Beasley. Dude, and fucking the lax player, Chris Hogan on the Patriots, like... <laughs> That's who, who true. The fuck lets a lax player dice them up in the secondary. I, I don't mean, know, but it happened. That's just uh, that's just what the Patriots do. Yeah. They they pick up Walmart guys and then they just end up turning into yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously Cooper Cup with a big statement game. Uh, the Rams offense they didn't play great, but they were able to come away with a big victory on the road. Uh, I will say, Sony Michelle came close to splitting carries this game with Daryl Henderson. 
That's true. That's true. I thought I thought both of them looked good because I mean Sony Michelle was a non-factor. He had like two carries or something in uh, week one. Yeah, he was uh, like nothing. Yeah, but I, if you have Daryl Henderson with 53 yards, Sonny Michelle with 46, uh, they're both averaging over four yards a carry. I mean, that's a dynamic duo in the backfield. And uh, Stafford looked good, not as good as Week One, but yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. The Rams, the Rams are still one of the best teams in yeah. the. Uh, I think I think they're ranked the either two or three in the new Rams the Buccaneers next week. That is must see TV. I feel like yeah, that'll that, be that's going to be a big game. That's the four o'clock game next oh, Sunday. That's, yeah, that's going to be yeah. a good one. Everyone should tune into that one. That should so be a great This game, game was decided by a field goal, 27-24. Uh, the next game was decided by a funeral, I guess, 35 to nothing. Bills over the Dolphins. I guess the whole team fucking died. Yeah. Um, that, that, is, that is, I mean, the Dolphins were able to come away with that win last week. But uh, honestly, if there's one thing I can say about this game is that the Bills, the thing that they were missing last year, so far this season they've been picking up their run game. Devin Singletary was fantastic. Zach Moss scored a touch, a couple of touchdowns. Like honestly, Josh Allen only completed fifty percent of his passes, uh, threw for less than two hundred yards. But I mean, you don't really need to do much when you're winning games thirty-five to nothing, and the other team's starting quarterbacks getting hurt. Yeah, I know. The Singletary first play of the game for the Bills, at least, uh, forty-six yards up the gut, basically wow. untouched, just touchdown out the gate. But uh, Tua, I mean. Before he got out, he threw one for four for 13. So, I mean, he wasn't like... Uh, it's, it's a small sample size to go off of. Fair but I, I personally have never been a big believer in Tua. I feel like he's, he's it's not... He's not, not NFL it. built. He's it's not, not like... It's not... Mm, yeah. I think he's too unorthodox. I think there... I would think higher of Tua if they didn't just pick him before Justin Herbert. Because I told every single person <laughs> that I was talking to during the draft, I said, Justin Herbert... Is gonna be the best quarterback out of this draft. So far, that that's what it seems like. Just, look, mean, at, just look at his hair. Mm-hmm. That's like, all just, you need to know. His the flow. Dude, he looked like a school shooter when he shaved his head. It was bad. <laughs> like, maybe he did it for charity, but it was bad. Yeah, I mean, he was still out there throwing touchdowns, so that's all that really he, matters. He, we're gonna get to him. He's yeah, good. He's a stud. Uh, so yeah, two his injuries day to day. I guess it's not a whole lot to be concerned about. Jacoby Brissett's. A capable backup. He's not before. a huge step down from Tua, I don't think. No, I think, yeah, I, I mean, the Dolphins have made sure to keep good backups with Tua, with Fitzmagic last year and then yeah. uh, Brissett this mm-hmm. year, uh, just in case he either goes down with that injury or a lot of times last year, like, Tua would not be playing well into the fourth quarter and then to try and get a spark, they'd bring someone else in. But obviously, there was no need for a spark here because they just got absolutely decimated. Brissett's <laughs> um, uh, old team. Mr. Bill Belichick's Patriots. Oh yeah, twenty-five to six on a uh, JC. If you do listen to this, you guys suck. All right. Yeah. I Zach mean, Zach Wilson had one of the most abysmal performances I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, those first two interceptions were not necessarily on him. I mean, the first one was just kind of bobbled up in the air, and then uh, the Patriots player was at the right place at the right time. Those last two interceptions though are inexcusable, and he deserved to get food off the field mm-hmm. after he came like this. And what just makes it even worse is seeing how well Sam Darnold played this week. Like Sam Darnold, Zach, Zach Wilson, nineteen for thirty-three, two ten. Four interceptions, no touchdowns. Uh, I, I, I mean, at one point in this game, he had three incompletions and three interceptions. The start of the game was very rough. <laughs> he really, he really did not set the tone at all, and it. Well, I mean, this is the battle of the rookies too. I mean, yeah. it, it's it, it's really looking like 
a disaster for the Jets so far. Well, Mac, Mac at, Jones he, was a game manager, played well. He there are some games where it's like you know the quarterback throws a pick, but they don't lose the game for them. The Patriots only beat them by what nineteen? Is that what it is? I was gonna say it's not. I feel like the score could have been much much worse. It's not. It could have been. Yes. Yeah, like you threw you throw away four drives with interceptions to get them good field position. They had to settle for three a lot. I mean, but yeah, they did what they needed to do to win this game. Obviously, like not an outstanding performance from Mac Jones, but if you're the Patriots coming away from this game, you're thinking, we got the right guy. I will say the Patriots' uh, leading receiver is James White. Yeah. <laughs> Both in receptions <laughs> and yards. Uh, Yeah, they're, they're still – I mean, it took a while for the Patriots to find out who their number one guy. I still think Jacoby Myers could have a good season. Yeah, I like him. Uh, the the tight end situation, uh, they both th- those guys could both be more dangerous coming down the stretch. But uh, they need to be utilized more. They're two big bodies, and Belichick loves tight ends. He could use something crazy. With yeah, that. I think Max still just settling into like the NFL offense. He'll figure it out soon enough. He's he'll be he'll be totally fine. He'll he'll be he, he seems comfortable enough mm-hmm. already. I think he'll be okay. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for the Jets, it's just. After seeing how well Sam Darnold's played these two weeks, like it's really just like I, New York sports is in a very, very dark place right now in all capacities, <laughs> and except for the Nets. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not the best city you want to be bad in either. New Yorkers no. are not forgiving at all, and we're gonna get to Sam Darnold, but first we have our Eagles, baby. The Eagles. Go oh. birds, baby. Go birds. Honestly, I'm not. I was disappointed. There's there's a few things that the 49ers are just a more experienced, better team than us. But, yeah, obviously not scoring when you have a 91-yard completion is pretty pathetic. But what really lost us the game here was the lack of discipline on uh, the defensive side of the ball with those penalties. Um, I'm not sure if you saw this towards the end of the game. Uh, I forget which 49ers running back had the ball, but he fumbled. And they recovered it, but they still uh-huh. lost like five yards. Then Derek Barnett just comes in and late hits, and they get 15 yards on a first down. I was going to try to tell you who it was, but it, it there, does, were, there it were seven different ball carriers for the 49ers. Yeah. Go down to see who the who uh, fumbled the ball for him. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess I, well, I guess the play didn't count as a fumble because Derek Barnett's late hit uh, was a 15-yard 15, 15 yards tacked on. And then there was also the other fumble later on where he dove, he fumbled the ball in midair and the Eagles recovered it and it was another helmet to helmet hit like these are the things as a head coach that you need to put discipline into your defense for because um, yeah. those were penalties that cost us the game because I really think the Eagles played better um, it, obviously Nick, Nick, Siria, Nick Sirianni just needs to get a firm grasp of the locker room he needs to get I think from what I think, I've I heard he he's, has a yeah firm I think he does have a firm grasp I think the pl- like like Steve oh, said piggy- no <laughs> Steve said piggyback off of him it, we just need to do better with the defensive penalties I feel like that's always kind of been a problem I, I mean that's that's a problem with young teams a lot of the times mm-hmm. but it's it's mistakes that we can aff- afford to make in week two but these are not the kind of things that I can see a team who I think could win the division in a wide open NFC East they are the dumpster fire of our division I, I it's not as much of a dumpster fire as last year it's the, still the a dumpster team, fire the team who wins this division this year is going to have a winning record yeah. I, I will say I agree, that. With, I agree that. with that yeah um, now, I, will, I will say one thing that I need to see from the Eagles from this week forward every single week whenever I see Miles Sanders name that number needs to start out with the two not a one he needs to get 20 touches out of the backfield game 
The Eagles. He's not going to. He's not. Uh, going he's to. not. Go- I mean, we've really uh, started leaning on Kenneth Gainwell as a solid number two back. Uh, that's the thing. We don't. We don't view Miles Sanders as a workhorse back. You guys should. I don't know why we don't because I agree. I, I really think we should. I think I think Kenneth Gainwell is a good is a good backup running back for the Eagles. I. But, Honestly, but but back I feel I feel like I feel like fifteen fifteen to like eighteen carries a game is a good range for Miles Sanders. I do not want to see him getting twenty carries, especially with the running quarterback. You don't want to wear him down, especially. Kenneth this Gainwell is your season. third string running back. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is your number two running back. Yeah, yeah honestly. Jalen Hurts had ten for eighty two on the ground. Yeah, no, Hurts Hurts was very solid on the ground. Uh the 49ers, Jimmy Ward really locked up uh Devonta Smith. The 49ers defense, they just had good coverage. I uh, will say, yeah, I was just about to say, no receiver on the Phillies. The Phillies, Jesus. The Fightins. <laughs> the Fightins, yeah. The Eagles got more than two receptions. Yeah, I mean, that's the 40, especially the second half. I mean, the offense, I feel like, looked sharp in the first half. The, the 49ers had the ball almost the entire time in the second half. Yeah. Long drives, like seven, eight minutes that just chewed up the clock. I mean, we, we really didn't get a whole lot, a whole much of a chance. I thought we looked good on the drive we scored a touchdown on. Hurts mainly put the team on his back with a bunch of big runs. But uh, um, Now it says Hurts fumbled. Did he fumble at, some, at one point? Did he lose? He didn't lose the fumble. I don't even remember the play, uh, to be honest. Well, I mean, that's gonna happen with a, run, uh, with a with running, running quarterback. Running yeah. quarterback yeah. I mean, he, he didn't throw any interceptions. He looks. He looks good. I, I think that he. If there's any issues with them for why they lost, I don't think it's on him. No, the Forty Niners corners did not allow a whole lot of separation between the receivers. That's something that I want to see change. Uh, I, I, obviously, I think the offense will have a bounce back week next week against the Cowboys. But uh, you also have to hopefully see. Hopefully, it's a good game. Their whole offense is in kind of like a – what's that toy you played on as a kid? Did someone said I want him. Uh, seesaw? seesaw? Yeah. Seesaw. That's how it is because you have a quarterback, Trey Lance, and uh, Jimmy G. Running back, you have Mitchell, then you have Trey Sermon, who's a rookie. And it's kind of like with Mostert out. The 49ers' backfield has never been a problem. It seems like whoever they put back there is going to do well. Um, I, I really am not concerned about that. The 49ers have looked strong. Uh uh, honestly, for their sake, I hope they can keep it up. They got robbed of a good season last year with all those injuries. Um, they didn't look too sharp. But, yeah, Jimmy G and Trey Lance, do you guys have any thoughts on that? I mean, I'm sticking with Jimmy G. I'm seeing what he can do, giving him a good shot. He, Yeah, no, he gave him a chance to win. He did not play well in the first half. Uh, yeah. They were out of sync. But I, I really think towards the end of the game, he was able to rally with those long drives, get the Eagles' defense tired out, which is what they needed to do to win that game. Yeah. I think that we're going to see Trey Lance start and take over at some point this season. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure about this season. Maybe uh, if the 49ers keep winning and Jimmy G plays good football, I, there's no, I, I think there's you're no reason see- to take him out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't don't fix it if it ain't broke. That's true. That's true. I mean, the Braves. I think will get back on pace. I don't think that they played a horrible game. Now, uh, honestly, I was not too upset with this yeah. loss, but I'm I'm upset with the following game, which was the Steelers losing to the Raiders. All right, Josh, why don't you take this one? Uh-huh. This Gladly. Najee carried the ball ten times. Ten. Didn't he have, like, a pretty, like, solid game, though, if I'm not mistaken? What ten for this? 38. I mean, that's not awful. Oh, oh, I thought. Out of the backfield, five for 43 catching the ball with the touchdown. Okay, there it is. There's the receiving. I was going to say. But, uh, no, nah, he just needs to get more. I think they're just trying to ease him into the run game. And, I mean, I think the game uh, didn't really dictate a lot of running opportunities for us because we were kind of just they were trailing most we were, of the we were trying to match mm-hmm. the Raiders aerial attack with uh, Henry Ruggs but, but like I, I don't I don't know I, I really feel like Big Ben with his 
age is starting to not really be able to handle as much of a workload. And if you're having him throw the ball 40 times, he threw the ball 40 times on Sunday's game. Like, that's just too much for him, in it my is. opinion. It is. And, I mean, he still completed 27 out of 40. No, but that, that wears you down as it you does. go throughout I mean, the season. I, I mean, with that, what was that, a shoulder injury he had two years ago? Yeah. Um, or el- elbow. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, still, like, this is the kind of stuff that can lead to injuries. I say and, you should take seven of those and have him throw the ball 30 to 33 times and give Najee extra touches. I, I agree. I mean, it's not, hard to make the call when you're when you're down. Obviously, you want to move the ball quicker and not put, put the weight on your rookie running back shoulders. I mean, I'll put it on his shoulders. Did you see what his shoulder did to that? <laughs> That's true. Jonathan Abrams, he launched that dude. That's true. I mean, they, he's right-handed. That was his left hand. Like, come on now. Despicable. Um, okay, an obvious favorite in the receiving area with Claypool at three, Harris at five, Juju at six, Pat Frymuth at four, and then you got Deontay Johnson at nine with 105. Um, he did have a little bit of a hit at the end of the game, but he'll be fine for next week. He checked. Um... But the Steelers have a lot of offensive weapons. They have an abundance of them. And they just need to kind of get their game to what works for them. And they'll be perfectly fine. Because I believe they have a top two defense and they're not two. Um, <laughs> they are very explosive. And I think that the offense is the only thing holding them back from being Super Bowl contenders. I, I can agree with you on that. Uh, I will say the one guy who is the MVP front runner this season so far... Derek Carr. I believe he has 810 passing yards through Jeez. the two weeks. I mean, yeah, he was awesome. 382 passing yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He spread the ball really well. Getting uh, Henry Ruggs, who was a little bit of a disappointment last year, getting over 100 receiving yards. I mean, that guy can really break loose on a, on a big, deep th- deep pass. That's exactly uh, what happened to us. He beat both of our safeties back there. He just burned us. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the guy's so fast. I, I, he's like a young Deshaun Jackson. If, uh, I mean... Might be a little, a little <laughs> early on those comparisons, but like, uh, but Carr just spread the ball well in general. Getting Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Carr, even Kenyon Drake out of the backfield, like he's the Carr Raiders' offense really has good. looked good. He look, Carr looks really solid. He, he looks does. like really like he's looked unsettled at times in the past. But the game winner he threw against the Ravens, this man was off his back foot, leaning back, and he just hooked no it pressure. up there. He just lofted it up right mm-hmm. into uh, Zay Jones' hands. Like yep. he seems confident. Yeah, and I it's mean, it's really good to see him like that too because he's struggled a lot. In the past. Well, whatever they do, win well, or lose. They've, they've folded. I mean, they've looked good in the beginning of the season, but honestly, like with, these are two statement wins for the Raiders, beating mm-hmm. the Ravens yeah. and the Steelers. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, they, they are definitely on the right track. Um, what are you I, guys thinking about the backfield for the Raiders? Because I know Josh Jacobs was hurt this week. Yeah, who got Josh Jacobs is not a workhorse running back in the NFL. I, yeah, I mean, okay. that's why they brought in Kenyon Drake. I, I really think those two could work with, uh, well together. But, I mean, the people that were, after he got drafted and hoping Josh Jacobs is, like, their savior, like, boom, we got another, like, uh, fuck, who they even had that's a good running back in the past? Latavius Murray? Yeah. Yeah, he's their Bo Jackson coming back for him. That's mm-hmm. what he is. That's what they fucking thought. Marcus Allen. Christ. Mm. Dude, he's just, he's not what they hoped for. He's not bad. But I think it makes him look worse than he is because of what people expected out of him. Mm-hmm. And I think if he gets a solid guy like Kenyon Drake, who struggled again in his own workhorse kind of environment, if they get those two put together and have a committee with them too. Don't, for, don't forget about Peyton Barber too. Yeah, he, the team he, had, yeah he had 13 really? carries. This week. Well. Yeah, he got the most touches. I mean, none of all of their averages were yeah, abysmal. But, but I mean, but, the car, car made up for it by throwing yeah, exactly. 400 yards. 
So going from Carr with almost 400, beating, again, another top opponent. Eat this to, L, Jameis Winston. <laughs> eat this L. Go to Sam U.L. Darnold. This dude is eating. Like, he's just, he's fucking people up. Yeah, see what happens when you don't play for a terrible organization. Mm-hmm. Now, Jameis, Jameis did a... Uh, yeah. I, I was, you know, it's too early to judge Jameis Winston, but it's really, this has been the tale of his career so far, just inconsistency. Like, obviously, last week, five touchdowns, he was unstoppable. And this week, completing 50% of his passes, only 111 yards, two interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 26. <laughs> Turn me up for Alvin Kamara, though, baby. Eight carries, five yards. Yeah, the whole this whole Saints whole offense struggled. Yeah, I, I haven't seen their offense yeah. struggle like this in a long, Very time. long time. Seven points. I, I can't remember the last time the Saints. There were only two like receivers that. on the uh, Saints roster that caught over a single pass. Really? Yeah. I, I I mean, Jameis Winston only had eleven completions. So because really Callaway had two, Kamara had four, everyone else had one. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say this game was definitely concerning for the Saints. Obviously, it's not the end of the world. You you had a huge Week One victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week two is exactly like the Packers play. Just uh, uh, the, you come out flat. Um, let's see who, who do they have next week. They have uh, the Patriots. Oh, that'll be an interesting game. Another game. strong defense for them to play against. Uh, that that's really going to be a test. Like we're going to see what. Who did the Who did the Panthers have? Because I mean, the Panthers have the Texans on Thursday night. So honestly, the Panthers could easily move to three and zero, and that would be a dangerous. That'll be a dangerous start, especially if the Saints fall another close game to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, so far, just the the Sam Darnold move for the Panthers. What did they give up? A what did they give six up? Rounds. Six, six rounder. Six round yeah, it's looking. The Jets are, are probably sweating a little bit right yeah. now. Uh, Dude, you got CMC who's twenty four carries, seventy two yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Five for sixty five in the air. You got DJ Moore, eight for seventy nine and a touchdown. What did Robbie Anderson do? Uh, three, for three for thirty-eight. 38. Yeah, nothing. Okay, I mean, yeah, but he's still spreading the ball around. Uh, yeah, winning twenty-six to seven. Your defense obviously played a great game. Uh, I mean, it's this is a good win for the Panthers, uh, and and a big statement victory, especially a divisional win like this. It, um, I mean, bright things are ahead for this team. I feel like I like their coach. I think he's won everywhere he goes, whether it's Temple University, Baylor University, <laughs> or uh, the Panthers. I mean. I think the Panthers might finally be on to something. We might be seeing a very good team coming up. Yeah, and I mean, their quarterback last year seems pretty in place in Denver, taking them to 2-0. Oh, yeah. Teddy Two Gloves, uh, 328, two touchdowns, no interceptions. So their backfield with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon evenly split with 13 carries, and Williams doubled Gordon's yardage. I, I like their their backfield situation right now. I mean, Gordon had that big run week one. I, I feel like I feel like I like the split backfield that the Broncos have going for them right now. Oh, Cortland Sutton with nine for one. Yeah, Cort- Cortland Sutton. Sutton. Uh, I mean, what he missed all of last year with that injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like a lot of people kind of forgot about him coming into this year, but he's letting people know that he's, he's back. here to stay. He's, he's back, back. better than ever. Um, and Teddy Bridgewater, it's looking like the Broncos made the right call with who to start here. I mean, 26-34, 328 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers. I mean, we get it. The Jaguars are terrible. But, I mean, th- th- those are still the kind of – that's the kind of performance you want to see from a guy against a bad team. Exactly. Just dominating. Hey, how'd, how'd T-Law do? Uh, not, 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 not good, good at, all. at all. No. Um, I mean, he, he's on a sucky-ass team. James Robinson, 11-47. I want to see this guy get back to where he was last year, but I don't know if we're going to see that. 
Marvin Jones, six as long as, five and a touchdown. As long as Marvin Jones feels good, that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you have him on your fantasy Yeah, I have him on my fantasy right, that's TV, fair yeah. enough. But a lot of so I saw a report that a lot of people think that Urban Meyer is going to go one and done really this year with the Jaguars. I mean, I think it's too early to tell. It's just I, I'm pretty sure I was saying this last week. Like the adjustment from college to NFL works for some guys; it doesn't work for others. Mm-hmm. If he's too up in your face, and like I, I don't know, the guy is obsessed with winning. And obviously, when you get handed a team like Jacksonville, there was, they obviously had a lot of publicity in the offseason with uh, Tim Tebow and whatnot, and drafting Trevor Lawrence. Um, they're expected. There's. I feel like the team is not used to losing, and that could potentially cause some tension. I hope it doesn't, because I was looking forward to seeing Urban Meyer coaching in the NFL. But uh, so far, it has been a horrendous start for the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence looking horrendous. Yep. Um, but I'll cut him some slack because he's on a team like the Jaguars, and especially because Zach Wilson looked so much worse than him this week. Yeah. It was not a good look for those two. And it was yeah. not a good look for the Vikings kicker. Uh, Vikings kickers, what can you expect at this point? Uh, there's got to be some curse that has been put on this team. 34 to 33. Kyler oh, they Murray missed is, the walk-off, didn't they? Yeah. No, yeah Kyler they, Murray yeah, is they did. busting his little Yoda ass on that field. Kyler Murray will amazing. always bust his little Yoda yeah. ass. He's, Kyler the creator. Kyler the creator, baby. I'm <laughs> telling you. Y'all better watch out for me in the fuck, in the fantasy league. You literally said you were the best team. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I know. I heard that. He literally told you I you heard had that, the best team. I heard fuck that. you. Watch out for you. We are. I heard that. It made my little heart so warm and happy. Dude, 29 for 36, 400 yards, three tutties. He did throw two picks. Honestly, the Cardinals are just one of those wild teams. They were my favorite team to watch in the league last year. Like, every game is just absurd. They're going to score a lot of points. It's going to come down with a wire. I mean, last week was a blowout. Their defense obviously did not look as well because Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook torched them. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, nonetheless, down to the wire game. Exciting football in this game. I I thought it was very enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Uh, and he spread the ball too. It wasn't all about DeAndre Hopkins. Like, uh, who, who even is this guy? Ronald Moore. Ronald Moore, Ronald Moore with that yep. huge seventy-seven yard touchdown. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the Cardinals are just a, a very fun to watch. The defense, obviously, after a great Week One performance, did not deliver once again. But still, exciting win, and there's good things to come for this Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are. Well, oh, uh, I was going to say that, but oh fuck, they're. They're kind of screwed with their division. They got the Seahawks and the Rams. Yeah. They do, but I mean, they're t- this two and zero start beating a good team like the Titans. Uh, the Vikings obviously just find ways to lose games, they, but they, do. they always that. keep it close. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what to say about the Vikings. Like that was only like a thirty-seven yard field goal, I think. Yeah, he just to win the game. Like I, I guess yeah. uh, Blair Walsh might have taken over his body for a minute. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of ways to lose games, but I still think that the best come from. This next game with the Falcons, whenever you know they were up twenty-eight to three, and they found a way to lose that. Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, to be fair, the Falcons' defense has looked horrendous this year. Horrendous. I mean, giving up thirty-two points to the Eagles, making Jalen Hurts look like a superstar. Tom Brady, twenty-four, thirty-six, two hundred seventy-six yards, five touchdowns, no turnovers. I mean, that that was one game yeah. strong. I, I mean. Yeah, I, I was expecting the Buccaneers to roll over them. The, the Falcons did score more points than I expected, but wow. like the, uh, This game, really nothing to take away from it. You can take away that Gronk is back. Yes, Gronk is back. True. I feel like I'm in like a time warp from like four well, or five years ago. Well, do you know what's actually crazy? He's the same age as Travis Kelsey. 
It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I forget that. I mean, he did enter the league like two or three years before Kelsey did. And it's just kind of weird because it's like, you look at Gronk, you think he's like some retirement home guy catching the football, but he's just as old as Travis Kelsey. Yeah, and I think I mean, that he has a lot left in the tank. They just have so many weapons, and they're able to spread the ball so well. Like, Antonio Brown didn't do a whole lot, but you can still go to Gronk, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans, who all had great games for them. Mm-hmm. Fournette out of the backfield. Don't forget about, like, O.J. Howard, Giovanni Bernard, Cameron Brait. Like, it's it's unbelievable how many weapons that these guys have. Uh, and, and really, I, I still think that they're the best team in the NFL until they lose lose a game convincingly. Uh, really, that, that's my only takeaway from this. I, I will say... What do you guys think of uh, Cordero Patterson and his role on the on the Falcons? This guy has always been a knock around. He's a Swiss, he's a Swiss Army knife. Exactly. He does everything. He's been like a jet sweep only kind of guy, but I think that he but, might find his place in Atlanta because 80, 84, 84 carrying the ball out of the backfield and you know being a viable receiver in an offense that's kind of dormant, he might get a lot of looks there, especially yeah. with old ass Mike Davis. Mike Davis, yeah. Yeah, Mike Davis did not look impressive week one. He, he was definitely better this week. Did better carrying the ball than Cordero Patterson. But Patterson was great out of the backfield as a receiver. Five catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown. Also scoring a touchdown on the ground. He's been their best player this year. Uh, at least I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, if if I I would be giving Cordell Patterson a lot more touches, I would say Mike yeah. Davis take a take a seat real quick. He's been me. he's been the more dynamic player of this offense, but uh, the Falcons and the Giants, those two teams are basically fighting for their season at this point. When you start zero and three, except if you're Sean's fantasy team, you, uh, <laughs> <Fuck yeah. laughs> it, your season your your season starts to look bleak after an zero and three start. So yeah. I, I feel like so it's pro- it's promising seeing them score twenty five points, but their defense really needs to get. Well, their you're back fighting together. against that zero and three mark this week against Micah, who is also fighting against that. Uh, Micah's been struggling. Fantasy's different. I I, I feel like uh, scoring 150 points and losing, that's it doesn't usually (laughs) happen. We'll move on and and hope hope that it just gets better from here. Uh, Another team that likes to lose, the Chargers, uh, they dropped this one against the Cowboys that I think they should have won. Yeah, last second field goal by Greg Zerline, 56 Mm -hmm. yards. I'll give it to him. that's the thing. The Chargers always seem to find themselves in close game situations. Last week, I was giving them praise because uh, they closed it out. Yeah, they closed out a win. I mean, they they blow leads all the time. They they lose a lot of winnable games, and uh, hopefully, this isn't a re- revert to form. Justin Herbert was not. He he played well, but turning the ball over twice is never a good look, yeah. especially against this Cowboys defense. You should score more than seventeen points. This is a really off topic, but it just came to my mind. I'm really excited to watch Game of Thrones later. Like I was just thinking, about it. I'm really excited. <laughs> that, sounds, that is uh, heavenly. Have you ever watched the show, Frank? Yeah, I've seen a little bit of it. It's All very right, entertaining. yeah, it's I very, very entertaining. It for the first it's it's time. bad. It's badass. Yeah, and I'll, I'll make it back on topic. Herbert could be on the show with that hair. Boom! <laughs> perfect segue back to the yes. football. Yeah, he's got that brand start, an older brand Stark look going yes. for him. Oh. Um, <laughs> But uh, I'll, I'll say I'll commend someone else's performance, Dak Prescott. He did throw an interception, but he only had four incompletions. Dak mm-hmm. is Dak is a solid top ten quarterback in the NFL. I I agree, yeah. I agree. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing him and Jalen Hurts go head to head for the first time next week. That's gonna be like, or actually no, not yeah. This is the first yeah, time because Dak yeah. was hurt last year. Mm-hmm. Um, now here's an interesting thing. Tony Pollard, 13 carries for 109 yards and a touchdown. Ezekiel Elliott, 16 carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. They were discussing this. I heard it. Tony Pollard is getting more and more praise from higher ups in the clubhouse. 
like they're starting to notice his work more this year than they have in the years past. And I think that that is a abysmal sign for Ezekiel Elliott. I don't. I mean, I just think you could see more split touches coming down the road. Um, I mean, I've always viewed Tony Pollard as a really good player. Every time that I've seen him against the Eagles or just other times on TV, he always seems to be doing good things, breaking out a good change of pace. He's speedier than Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, honestly, like the run game worked well for them. Zeke still didn't play bad. I think he had a good game. Sixteen carries, seventy-one yards, and a touchdown. But uh, I, I think you throw in Zeke for more of those short gains and then Pollard for, like, that change of pace. Yeah, I think that get... if, if Pollard keeps going at this pace, you could honestly see him as a first and second down back with Zeke coming in for the third down two-yard gain. Yeah, no, I, I honestly, that wouldn't be a bad – it'll be weird to see Zeke in that format. I, I'm not sure if we can count on that yet. No, We can still see so, some no. big games from Zeke. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll praise Tony Pollard. That was a great game by I'll him. Praise C D Lamb for getting those eight catches, eighty one yards. I love to see him get work. I want to see uh, him succeed. What did uh, what did um Michael Gallup do? Well, he's he's hurt. Oh, he's, he's hurt. Yeah, he's out. Gallup. How, how long? Um, at least four or five weeks. I think he tore something. Okay, I mean honestly, yeah. they they that's that's a shame. But Cedric, Cedric Wilson, Amari Cooper, I, Cooper Cooper's has a um. A rib, a bruised rib. He's out too, I think. Really? Yeah. I honestly, I still think C.D. Lamb and Cedric Wilson are, are capable of pulling off number one and number two receiver roles for the Cowboys next week. Uh, that's that's how much depth they have at that position. I totally yeah. agree. Um, well, let's move on. What's the next game that uh, we have? Thirty-three, thirty final OT between the Titans and Seahawks. Comeback victory. I Titans was say, offense woke up this time. I was wrong. I was counting the Titans out after the wild card game last year. After week one, I was saying Derrick Henry is <laughs> slowing down. He's not going to be able to do what he used to. And I was looking right. I was like, yeah, Derrick Henry averaging two yards a carry again. <laughs> And then the beast woke up and 35 carries. 30, 35 yards. I'm saying you might not have heard that. 182 yards, three touchdowns. Oh, don't worry, don't worry. He catched the ball too. Six catches, 55 yards. Yeah, he's usually not that effective as a, as a receiver, but the Titans offense, much better sign having a comeback win against a good team. Ryan Tannehill throwing for nearly 350 yards. Didn't throw any touchdowns. Didn't He did fumble earlier in the game. But uh, then Julio Jones, I was concerned about him after week one. But Six for 120. This, this is the Julio Jones that we are used to seeing. Does, does this put him back this in your lineup the, for this week in fantasy? Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm putting him in over Antonio Brown. Just I think he has, he's got a good matchup next week with uh, – who, who are they playing? They're playing the Colts. That's not the best matchup, mm-hmm. but I, I still – if he plays like Cooper Cup did this past week against the Colts, who knows? <laughs> I mean, uh, Tennessee defense got three sacks. That's they really struggled to sack a quarterback last year, so that's that's a good sign for them. Russell Wilson is the most sacked quarterback in the past ever since he's been in the league, though. Now we're coming up after uh, one very good game to what I believe was the best game of the week. Chiefs, Chiefs and Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. Uh, I hate the Ravens, but the relationship between John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson, I love it. You know, you got a fourth and one, and the coach isn't making the play. He's shouting out to Lamar saying, you want to fucking go for this? Lamar says yes. He doesn't put the ball in anybody else's hands. He gets the snap, just takes off, gets like three yards. It's a ball game. I yep. mean, that, that makes up for a poor performance earlier, too, because he threw that pick six on the first drive. He threw a Another costly pick. red zone interception yep. later on. But I Dude, mean, he carried the ball 16 times. 
yeah, I mean, he's able to carry the run game. Tyson Williams, too. This We were worried about Gus Bus and uh, J.K. Dobbins both going down with big injuries. And is this is this Devonta Freeman? Yeah. I, yeah. I did not realize that he played. He only had two <laughs> carries. But they seem to be getting uh, I think that once Latavius, the uh, once Latavius gets more reps in practice with the team, he'll take over that number one role. Potentially, but I mean, if you're looking at this, Tyson Williams really looking strong. 13 for 77. Uh, Another player that I'll really praise is Hollywood Brown. Uh, A a lot of people, he's, I know he was frustrated last year for not getting enough targets. The Ravens passing offense, obviously, at times has been very questionable, especially last year. Um, But yeah, the fact that he was able to get over 100 receiving yards this week. Because Hollywood Brown, uh, he doesn't wear, he doesn't wear double digits. He doesn't wear double digits and go crazy. No. He switched to five for this year, back to his college number where he was a maniac. I think that he's gonna hit he's gonna hit another level this year, I think. That might be that might be the right move, yeah. But uh let's let's move on. How about Clyde Edwards Hilaire? I'm giving what up. are your guys' thoughts on him? I'm giving up dude. JC JC absolutely loved him last year, hyping him up. I have never been Sold on it. The the Chiefs. I was very hyped up. I I remember you were you were both hyped up. I've I was never sold on it. I mean, the, the Andy <coughs> Reid's always had criticism for not running the ball, but I mean, averaging three and a half yards a carry and having a very costly fumble towards the end of the game. Uh, I I don't know. I, I mean, they don't really have a whole lot of other options in the backfield, but I that this performance is concerning for him. I feel like I think in an offense that has this much of an aerial attack that you should absolutely be getting six or seven yards each RPO that you run because you're telling me right now that if you see Tyreek bolt across the field on a slant that you're not going to be thinking that it's going right to him. Exactly. And boom, Clyde gets the ball. Just, dude, there's a hole somewhere. There's no shot that with an offense this powerful that you cannot find ways to get him going, especially with, like, you got – your tight end going seven for one hundred nine and a tutty, like you have no excuse to have him go thirteen for forty six. And it's not like this was just one week. Like every week, we see these disappointing performances from him. I have not seen him break out, break out yet. Since week one, of exactly. Last, year, last, last year. year, week one, he went crazy, and we all got our shit flipped up. Like, oh, he's here, and then basically nothing since. Yeah, I, I, he might have had a couple other good games, but. uh how about Tyree Kill? Only three catches for 14 yards. The the Ravens really seem how to lock him down. I feel like he's always like boomer bust because mm-hmm. there's always so many options on there. I feel like he either goes crazy or. I will I will praise the Chiefs though for actually spreading the ball around a little more because last week it was literally just Travis and Tyreek. Seeing uh, Byron Pringle and Nicole Hardman mm-hmm. and Robinson get some some catches is definitely promising to see them spread the ball a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, Chiefs and Chargers next week, these are both teams that are definitely going for a win, especially with how, how well the Raiders have played. This division, no guarantees right now. Obviously, the Chiefs, everyone thinks they're the best team. But uh, if they did what they did and, uh, you know, they, they sold the game with that fumble because they, they were down one point and they were marching for a field goal with Harrison Bucker, who's a very capable oh, kicker. Yeah, he would have you know, nailed that, probably no issue. But, you know, you have a running back fumble. You can't – if you're the Chiefs – and you are expected, you know, people, if people are talking about you preseason, like, oh, they could go undefeated. You don't just throw that out there and say they could go undefeated. Like, that's how highly people think of you. You can't have games where you you sell them in the last couple exactly. seconds. Like, you have to, 
you have to be able to put your foot on someone else's throat and close it out if you're people if you have people looking at you like you're some god on the field mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean good for the ravens though lamar jackson finally getting over the hump being able to beat the beat the chiefs yeah um and getting jackson mahomes so angry that he poured water on a fan did that really happen? <laughs> yeah, it did happen, yeah. Uh, some fan was taunting him, and he poured water on him. Nice. So. Go back to your TikTok dances. Get the fuck out of here. That's I mean, all I got to say about that. <laughs> you know, Lamar getting over his hump here, and I think that the Packers kind of got over their hump of last week with their Monday night win over the Lions. Um, you know, Beach Boy Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I mean, everyone was giving it. I mean, I, I'd say. Uh, 255, it, four touchdowns, no interceptions. He said after last week's game, obviously 38-3, to everyone's going to overreact week one and yeah. say, oh, you spent the summer going on beach trips with Miles Teller, you're not prepared, you're going to be terrible this year, whatever. And he just calmly comes out and says, no, it's just a game, we got to move on, we're not going to dwell on it. And he comes out with a typical Aaron Rodgers performance at Lambeau Field, you know, almost people, perfect. You know, people are like, well, it was only Aaron Jones. Devontae Adams had eight for, what was it, 121? Yeah, Aaron Jones was scoring all the touchdowns, but they were moving the ball, getting it to different yeah. players. Big Bob had three for 52. Uh, Jones, again, six for 48 with three touchdowns out the backfield. Monster game. Uh, A.J. Oh. Dillon did not really see that much of a role. I kind of wish he did, but... Well, he had that false start in the uh, is, in the beginning yeah. of the game, which, which uh, really... Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess that, that might have rubbed the coaches the wrong way, especially with how hot Aaron Jones is playing. Gonna you got to keep him in that game. Yeah. I don't know. I personally love to see the Packers come out. and Yeah, the, pa- the pack is yeah. back. The, the pack, pack is back. back. You, you, well, I always want to see the, the, the Packers be competitive, even now, if it's only up until the NFC I'll, Championship. I would have loved to see the other running back, DeAndre Swift, absolutely murder this defense, but it... Uh, the, the murderer. Oh. The murderer. Yeah, I got that. I got that. No, Highly intended. Thank you. Yeah, but Jared Goff was the leading rusher for the Lions this game. Yeah, four for forty-six. Swift had eight for thirty-seven. I like that they use Jamal Williams. I'm excited to see what Jamal Williams does. He's going to be a. Star. One of the best personalities in the. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm excited. He to doesn't watch him. TV. He watches Wait, animals. Anyway, Did yep. you see what he said about like, man, my ex didn't want me. Lions picked me up, feeding me good, taking me on dinners, taking care of me, taking care of me. I'm, 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 I'm happy. I'm, yeah, this man, I love yeah. this man. Just anything this guy can do to get interviewed, I want to see it. So. Exactly. I, I think that the best player on this Lions team is T.J. Hawkinson. Oh, it is T.J. Yeah, no, he's he's really he has moved in. He's moved in. We were saying earlier that there's three tight ends with Kittle, Waller, and Kelsey. I think Hawkinson's slowly moving into this. He is this top three. He might even uh, the way Kittle's been playing so far this season. Hawkinson might even be. Uh, that's, that's, a be bold, a that's, that's a bold. That is a bold. It's a bold, it's a bold statement, I, but so far Hawkinson has been. I will back very Steve good. up on that take. I can no. I can see it. I can see it as well. I can see because it as well. I think that you know, Kittle has a little bit of. There's. Something's off in that San Francisco locker room with the quarterback issue. Like, just, like, everything. I feel like San Francisco or Detroit? San Francisco. Ah, okay. So, I think that Kittle is just in an uneasy situation. While the Lions suck, they do have a very, like, energetic coach, a young quarterback. That energetic coach was also a tight end before. Yeah, you see TJ Hawkinson got his hair. So, I think that there's a special relationship there between Dan Campbell and TJ Hawkinson. Oh, there's got to be. I think that he's going to be an absolute animal this year. And, you know, your guy, Quinton Cephas... Quinten guy, guy catches the ball. Who the hell is this? <laughs> Had to let him know. Uh, second year uh, guy. I, I will not forget about him, that's for sure. I think, you know, he's he's going to be solid. Amon St. Brown, three for 18. No idea who these wide receivers exactly. are. Exactly. <laughs> not, though. Oh, my God. Uh, and I didn't know it was this bad. That's what the Lions' goal for this year should be. We know they're not going to be a good team. They're not going to win a whole lot of games. But as far 
As long as they look better and they look like I they think, have a promising future, be, that's. I think they're gonna be pretty fun to watch, honestly. Yeah, no, they they they're compet they're competitive. They they, they are. they're not good enough to beat good teams. But they're, they're not the Jaguars of the. But Texans. yeah, I mean, if yeah. you're they went into this game having a lead at halftime and yeah, obviously exactly. they folded in the second half, but. I mean, still, if the Lions are staying competitive, that's what I want to see. Obviously, these guys play for their coach. That's yeah. yeah, and that's the big thing. I think that the Lions have a bright future, and if they're going to get through that playoff drought, Dan Campbell's going to take them there. I think that he is the best personality in the league as a head coach, personally, for like the players. I think that he he gets them fired up. Yeah, no, I love 100%. It. I agree. I agree. So, um... That, that does it for the, uh... The games this week, but you know we always have to throw in the SMH my head moments of the week, and we will start off this week with our guest Francis. Take it away. Oh, I'm shit. I'm being put on the spot. Okay, um, I'm gonna have to go. I don't know how serious y'all take these, but I'm gonna have to go with the uh, Go Birds baby. Um, who is it? Fucking getting that like 91 yard completion, and then being in the red zone and having we, we, five. There was also a pass interference to. Devonta Smith once we got in the red zone. Yeah. Was that, that was the same drive, right? Yeah, I think that was the same drive. But we had five opportunities to score because there was a flag, and we could not put the ball in the end zone. And then instead of taking our three points, we tried again and stalled and had a turnover. And that that really kind of set the tone, I feel like, for the rest of the game and just cucked us for the whole game. I, I agree with you. That that definitely switched the momentum. Yeah, that was that was not very fun to watch. Go Birds. Go birds, baby! Go birds, baby! Do you want to have the second SMH my head moment of the week? We'll gladly take that. Uh, so I took an online test for my econ class. Oh, oh, that's how broad these are. Okay. Yeah, oh, SMH yeah. my head moments of the week. Go, right, go anyway. Oh, okay. L- let me circle back then. Circle oh, we'll back. Go, then. We'll okay. Go, okay. You're, you're okay. Gonna go right back after me. Nah, nah. Go, go uh, around. Go we'll end with Francis. All right. So I was taking the test, and I breezed through. It was three questions, but each question had about six or seven parts. I got through the first two questions and about six out of eight on the last question in about 40 minutes. Boom. Last two parts of the last question I spent about two and a half hours on until I eventually just kind of gave in and gave it my best guess. I was very stressed out because in such limited questions, that takes your grade down a good little bit. And I get to class the next day. My teacher tells us, oh, we didn't learn that yet. (laughs) So I spent two and a half hours fucking trying my heart out. To find out that no one fucking knew what it was because we didn't fucking learn it. And then he was like, my bad. And I was like, dude, I was stressed out for no reason for such a long period of time exercising every part of my brain for this. And you're just like, oh, my fault. Like, fuck you, dude. I, I, nah, yeah, nah. Steve, you're up. All right. So my estimation, my head moment of the week comes on Sat. This happened on Saturday. There was the uh, whiteout football game with Penn State and Auburn. Big win. However, Great win. The, I would say they let too many people into the stadium. There were a lot of people with some uh, faulty student section tickets, <laughs> for sure. Um, the, the stairwells were very crowded, um, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of people trying to get seats. So I had some friends during this game saying, oh, I need to go out, uh, get some food, go to the bathroom, whatever. And because there were so many people, they'd be gone for like 40 minutes at a time. So right. I needed to manspread in my, in my seat. And every 30 seconds to a minute goes by, there's some kid saying, oh, can you let me and my friends up here? Like, we don't have a spot. I'm like, guys, sorry. Like, I'm waiting for my friends, whatever. Everyone's like, oh, okay. Most people are respectful. And then there's some kid who comes up, and he's wearing transitional lenses. So that, you automatically know, I fucking hate this kid. 
<laughs> so anyway, he comes up with his transitional lenses, and he's like, hey, is there any chance I can stand there? He's with his girlfriend, by the way. So I'm like, oh, so sorry, man. The kid had a girlfriend with those lenses? The kid had his, his girlfriend with transitional lenses. And I don't know what she was doing with this guy, because I it's been a long time since I've met someone who was this much of an asshole. So... I'm like, sorry, man. And he's like, uh, he keeps nudging me. I'm like, dude, the game starts in like 45 minutes. I'll let you stand up here at 7.30 when the game starts. So, here, wait. Well, the podcast, here, come here, come here. Give us your SMH. Okay, so. Wait, wait, no, let me, let me finish. Let's let me, finish. Let me finish uh, yeah. So, all right. So, anyway, this kid keeps on going on about me not giving him a seat. And then he's just like. You know, you look pretty scrawny. I think I could take you. And I was like, dude, I've got six of my friends right here. We'll fucking beat the shit out of you if you don't shut up. Like, fuck this kid. And then he's, he keeps trying to, like, nudge his way up into the, into the stands. He, like, puts his foot on the on, on the um, on the bleacher. Meanwhile, his girlfriend's standing there the whole time. We're just like, dude, are you really just not going to let your girlfriend stand up here? You're going to be fucking complaining this whole time about you not getting a seat? SMH my fucking head to you, kid. With your transitional lenses, never come back to Beaver Stadium. Get the fuck out of my state. Yeah. I need to go to the bathroom. That's it for me. All right, so Steve's going to go take a piss. Now, before we go circle back to Francis, my roommate, Ro Skeeter, Rohit, Skeet, Skeeter, Bow, whatever you want to call him, he just came down. Tell him. Drinks. Tell, talk to him. Tell him. It's your turn to talk to him. Come here. My SMH. Your SMH, your head week. moment of the week. My SMH, my head moment of the hold week. Hold on, introduce yourself. Okay? Tell him. It's Skeet. Tell him. You tell him. I'm telling them. All right. Let's get out here. Introducing myself. About to give y'all moment of the week, SMH. Uh, it's got to be about 20 minutes ago. I've been coughing up some loogies just like everyone else at State College. You know how it is. That little play going around. Thought I had a little fat one. I had to spit off the uh, fire escape. Next thing you know, I'm just puking. Damn. I just. Damn. I, just, I, just, I, went, to, I went to coughing. I just it was straight vomit. <laughs> So, Taco Tuesday came back. Taco, Taco Tuesday? Tuesday was not hitting. <laughs> oh, so that's that's brother. all I got. But oh, y'all stay blessed now. All right, that's all I got. I heard you. Oh brother. You don't want me? No, I'm good. I gotta go do work when I get home. Oh, I'm doing work. I'm doing work right now. All right, we'll go right back to Francis real quick. I got. Up. I, I got two. So, for those of you who don't know, we are all on the club cross country team. And I'm one of the workout chairs who, like, runs the workouts and makes sure everyone does them safely. And we had a workout on Tuesday that we legitimately just straight up lost a member of the team. Like, you lost him. Like, we lost him. Like, we didn't know where he was at the end of it. I ran. Like, me and Dom ran and backwards and then the whole extra route. And we straight up just could not find him. You ran the whole thing backwards. We ran the whole thing backwards. It ended up being, like, 11 miles on the day. Oh, my God. And Dom and I get back, and we're just like, I don't know. We don't know where the fuck he is. And then Dom texts him, and the kid just never responds. So there literally could be a dead body in State College somewhere. We just straight up don't know. You still don't know where he's at. Don't know where he's at. Wait, who is this kid? Some... I don't even. I think his name is Slate. Now you still he still has not hit you back. No, as long as I know, as far as I know, nothing's no one said anything to Dom. Nothing's happened. What the fuck? That's what I'm saying. I'm a little. I'm like high key concerned because we're about to get like. I don't know. Everything's fine. I guess maybe. We'll see. Yes. Hopefully no one files a missing persons report. Um, I mean it's been it's been a week today, so I feel like he's probably just like, yeah, I'm probably not gonna go back because they lost me on a workout, but. And then SMH moment for all of us was fucking stadium cleanup after the whiteout game. Stadium cleanup was I did not attend. Oh, fuck you, Steve. That was. I will not be on the team this year. Uh, I will join in winter. 
That's okay. Winter's coming. Winter's coming. Literally, no pun intended. But yeah. I did find the sweet ass pair of uh, white Penn State sunglasses. The PSCCU uh-huh. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had. I got. I saw uh, those. You kept them. Of course, I kept them. Nice, nice. Kept a pair of those. Uh, there were some amazing photos taken at that at Stadium Cleanup. I will say that. Yeah, there were so some great photos. For taken. anybody that doesn't uh, want, uh, we, don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't got to touch on that. I'm just saying it was good photos taken. Just a lot of suns out, buns out. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Beaver Stadium pictures were taken. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's the best we can put it. And we put put the buns out. I mean, yeah. it was it was it was it was nice. It was nice. So our uh, our announcement, I think, is we have a manager of this podcast now, John McCormick. John John, John, John McCormick. Yeah. I believe he'll be making a couple of social accounts for this. Uh, I'm guessing they'll all be called SMH Sports. So go ahead, look for that. We do have a TikTok account already made, SMH Sports. Go follow it. Uh, also, if we do create the Instagram account, DM that. Or DM the SMH Sports TikTok, your SMH moment of the week. And we will gladly read them out and share your moment with everybody listening. Uh, we always take guest speakers. You can reach out for that. And we always take bribes of any kind <laughs> to speak highly on any player or team. I'll say your team's the Super Bowl champion coming up if you give me ten bucks. I don't, dude. I don't um, except for the Jets, you can't pay us. A, you can't pay me yeah. a million sorry, dollars. Sorry, JC. Yeah. JC, no, JC. Sorry, JC. Sorry, JC. Sorry, JC. You can give me like your fucking house, and I would still <laughs> not take that shit because <laughs> Zach Wilson blows. But uh, another goat, another shattered glass coming your way, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to SMH Sports.